Hello friends, it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus with Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. Please stay tuned to this very important broadcast today. Last week we began a brand new study and devotional in the Word of God that will both help you uh, to, uh, to receive all that God has supplied for people living in faulty bodies in a fallen world. I like to emphasize that truth. It's undeniably uh, 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 true that we live in faulty bodies. We live in a faulty world. But it's also equally undeniably true if you're a Christian. Uh, we have a faithful Father. So in spite of the faultiness of the body, the, 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 the fallenness of this world creating uh, these terrible times, in particular these perilous times that we are in right now, in the end times, the last of the last days. We have a faithful Father, and it's God's faithfulness that should be our focus in times just like these, in our personal life, in our national life, in in our global understanding of these times. We need the faithfulness of God to show up in our lives as we learn to trust Him. And that's why we're talking about the God who won't let you fall. The God who will, in fact, uphold us in times just like these. Our text for this teaching is Isaiah chapter 41. 1 verse 9 through 11. We pray that you will open your heart, open your mind, and open your Bible today. And if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, if you don't know Jesus today, uh, you, uh, you are, are the, the candidate for salvation today. You're, you're the one that the Lord is focusing on more than any of us safe in His fold today. He loves you, and I believe He will draw you. Please be our special guest today for this Bible study. We all need somebody to lean on in times like these. And God is the person through His Son, Jesus Christ. He's the one that is available to you, not only to give you salvation and eternal life in the world to come, but to help you right here, right now, through this fallen world. God is so good today. Amen. Uh, before we begin reading from Isaiah chapter 41, beginning with verse 9 through 11, we'd like you to come to our website if you would like to. All you have to do is type in T H. C-O-G. That stands for the Holy Church of God uh, right here in Tampa, Florida, an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International in good standing since 1974. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles and you are ready now, Isaiah chapter 41, verses 9 through 11. This is our springboard. This is the jumping off point uh, into the teaching. And it says, literally, and I love once again the way God talks. Said it last week, reiterating it this week. Because the way He talks is clear. It is concise. If we will just let the Bible speak, we preachers won't have to say a whole lot more to get what God wants uh, to come across into our minds and our hearts. Listen to it carefully. 
Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant. I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Want to read it from just a paraphrase. I, I like this paraphrase. It says, I pulled you from all over the world, called you in from every dark corner of the earth, telling you, you're my servant, serving on my side. I picked you. I haven't dropped you. Don't panic. I am with you. There's no need to fear, for I am your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady and keep a firm grip on you. I will hold you steady and keep a firm grip on you. By the way, when he said, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness, it doesn't mean that God will come along and help you to stand. This Hebrew word, uphold, means to pick up completely, to, to bear your whole weight, not for you to just lean on Jesus, but you to look to Jesus so he that can pick you up, so you're strong in the Lord and the power of His might. He's not blending His might with your weakness to just get you by. He is lifting you up, sustaining you by His unlimited might and strength. And He does it all because of a love commitment that He has made to you. Praise God. I want to read the counterpart to this, this promise to ancient Israel, to New Testament Israel, and to the New Covenant believer in John's Gospel, chapter 14 and verse 18. Christ speaking. You can hear the same God through Christ speaking. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. The Greek word here for comfortless is orphanous. Orphanus, and it's where we get the word orphan from, and it means deserted, forsaken, discarded, and thrown away. And God is said to ancient Israel, and God is said to contemporary Israel, and God is saying to spiritual Israel, to you and to me today, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will therefore strengthen you. I will help you. And it's this promise that we need to embrace. And it's this person that we need to look to for the grace and strength that we need to live in faulty bodies in a fallen world and to become knowledgeable experientially, not just intellectually, but experientially knowledgeable of the faithfulness of our God. And to live in a victory in a time when it looks like everything around us is contrary to us living in that victory. Because God's promise to never leave, 
God's promise to never forsake is God's promise to help and to strengthen, literally to uphold us with the right hand of His righteousness. And I need that in particular when trials come and testings come as we talked about last week. But I also need God to uphold me when temptations come. My flesh is weak, your flesh is weak, and we need God's help to overcome temptation in whatever form it may come. It may come in persecutions. It may come in afflictions. In fact, the Bible said in in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 32, many are the afflictions of the righteous, or rather in the old covenant it said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Hebrews 10 verse 32 says, after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. That's not just, that's not about sickness and disease. It, it can, it can cause the pressure and the testing, but it, it also includes the persecutions and the temptations that are surely going to come to every child of God. And this area of temptation is where we want to focus on today in particular. The old covenant said, said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. You can see the, the faultiness of our bodies, the fallenness of our world causing these events, but at the same time, the faithfulness of God. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Praise God. Let's read this from 1 Corinthians 10 about God's help, His promise to strengthen us to overcome temptation. 1 Corinthians 10, 12-14 reads like this, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you, which means to allow you to be tempted above that that ye are able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Hallelujah. See, there's victory in Jesus. But it's only in Jesus that we can have victory. We can't have victory just because of our great faith if it's not attached directly to His great faithfulness. Praise God. I want to read this from another translation of, the, of particularly emphasizing and magnifying the Greek. Listen, therefore let anyone who thinks he stands, who feels sure that he has a steadfast mind and is standing firm, take heed lest he fall into sin. For no temptation, no trial regarded as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man, that is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance, that is not uh, adjusted and adapted to belonging to the human experience. Faulty body, that's what we're talking about here, and a fallen world. And such as man can bear, but God is faithful to His Word and to His compassionate nature. 
and he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure, but will with the temptation. He will always provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place that you might be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently. Therefore, my dearly beloved, shun, keep clear away from, avoid by flight, if need be, any sort of idolatry or loving or venerating anything more than God. You see, friend, today God's faithfulness is the key to our own victory over temptation. And when we recognize that you're being drawn to something that God forbids, be honest and ask God for help. God is faithful. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians 5, 22, 23, and 24 simply says, Abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you Holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y. And I pray, God, for your whole spirit and soul and body. Be preserved blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful, hallelujah, is he that calleth you, who will also do it. You see, friend, the one who calls you is completely dependable. If he said it, he will do it. I believe that we need to cry out to the Lord in these times of temptation to call upon His name and receive what He has promised to give us that He would uphold us when we are too weak to say no. In our flesh, we can say no in our spirit and God will give us the strength in our spirit to cause our flesh not to. To overcome us. It's called crucifying the flesh. And the lust thereof. And the way we do it. Is not simply by our resolve not to sin. But our resolve to trust in God. When we feel that pull. To call out to Him. Cry out to Him. Not to just just say behold I stand. I'm above that. You know people that see themselves above temptation or in a precarious place. They're in the danger zone. They may have so much biblical understanding and so much spiritual anointings and appointings that they feel that I don't have to concern myself with a healthy, honest self-watch. Friend of mine, there's no one that spiritual. There is no one that strong. Be careful because your weak flesh wanting to receive glory and full of pride will cry out, Behold, look at me. I'm standing. Now, I, 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 I desperately want to be able to say, Look at me. I'm following Christ victoriously. I want people to follow me as I follow Christ, but I never want to imply that I within myself am so sanctified that nothing gets to me, nothing bothers me, no, there's no temptation that ever comes to me where I need to cry out to God for His help and His strength. 
Ah, friend of mine, we all need to do that. And God says, when you do that, you can expect me to help you. In fact, you can expect me to uphold you and you can expect me to grant strength unto you. That's why Paul said in that context, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Actually, in the Greek, he's saying I am equal to anything. It's not the can-do of the gifts of the Spirit, the supernatural uh, uh, charismata. It's not about the charisma, the charismata. It's about the character. Paul said, I can become a man of God. I can serve God through the trials, through the test, through anything that hell throws at me because I have heaven's help. Hallelujah. It's through Jesus Christ who strengtheneth me. Praise God. And when those times of trial come, that's when we need to be the most open and honest with God. It's, some people seem to be afraid to admit their weaknesses before the Lord and to each other. And yet the Bible tells us very clearly, confess your faults to one another. And then instead of judging one another, pray for one another that ye may be healed. Oh, I encourage you today. Amen. To be honest and go before the Lord and do like David did when, when he sinned. David said against thee only, Lord, have I sinned? Have mercy on me. Look at the earthiness of this, this clay vessel. David knew it. He said, have mercy on me because thou knowest that I am but dust. You see, apart from Christ, apart from Christ in John 15, he said, I am the vine and you are the branches. And no branch can bear fruit of itself apart from me. So everything, literally all victory, all fruitfulness, all of our faithfulness is based on our abiding in him. Because apart from him, just like a branch cut off from the vine, apart from Him, we can do nothing. That's why we never say in some kind of misunderstood, misdirected faith, Behold, I stand. No, I do not stand in myself apart from Him. I'm standing my ground. I'm still keeping the faith. Oh my, my, the temptations that have come to our life. I've been married for 53 years, going on 54. I've been a pastor for 43 years this January. And, and the devil has never ceased to attack our bodies, to attack our home, to attack through our, our loved ones, to attack financially, physically, emotionally, and to try to, to work within our marriage. He has, he has used every trick in the book. And he never lets up. It's not like, oh, well, we've defeated him. He's going to tuck his tail between his legs and run. No, we're going to continue to resist him because he's going to continue to attack. But I want you to know today there is victory 
in Jesus. We are not special. We are not, we are, we don't have some, some formula of faith beyond what the Bible is teaching, something, some, some, I, I don't want to use the term magic formula, but some people look at, at certain scriptures as, as if you just repeat that scripture. Uh, it's guaranteed to keep you from these problems and these pressures. It's, oh no, the scriptures will not just point at their self. The scripture will point to God and to Jesus Christ. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he will not speak of himself. Jesus said, he will testify of me. Praise God. I want you to know there's victory today for people in faulty bodies who live in a fallen world because you have a faithful father. No temptation is taking you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. Hallelujah. And it's His faithfulness that sustains us when the temptations come, that brings us through and keeps us safe, because His sanctifying power when we put our trust in Him is the whole person, spirit, soul, and body, that weak link, that weak part, that flesh nature, uh, not just our physical body, but within that the flesh nature. And the, Satan makes his appeal to our weak flesh, and God grants his strength to our spirit man, that we might crucify the flesh with the lust thereof, and reckon our bodies to be dead unto sin, but our spirit to be alive unto God. That's the biblical basis for all of our victory. Amen. It's not just a spiritual force called faith. It's a faith that is clearly directed to God's promise to help us and to strengthen us and to be faithful to do that when we sense our weakness and inability. Hallelujah. There was a movement not too many years ago to not confess it as if if you don't confess it, it won't be there. It will not happen. And we've got to be very cautioned about those things. David didn't slay the giant by declaring what giant. I call it ostrich faith. That big, big, goony-looking bird with such a big body, when he is threatened, he will find soft sand somewhere, and he will bury his head in the sand, denying the threat. I'm going to tell you if a lion is stalking him, a leopard is stalking him, uh, he, burying his head in the sand is not going to protect his body as prey to that adversary and to that enemy and burying our head in the sign and not facing the reality of faulty bodies and fallen and in, and a fallen world will not secure us and protect us from any attack of the enemy but focusing on God's faithfulness simultaneously Oh, a friend of mine, David, didn't slay the giant by denying his existence and somehow he would go away when he looked back. No, he looked him square in the eye and he said, you come at me with sword and spear, 
But I come against you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. Hallelujah. It was a God-given, God-granted victory that day as David focused on the greatness and the faithfulness of God to help him to overcome that adversary. And that lesson that David learned carried through throughout his entire life. Even when he failed God and he gave in to temptation, he knew God's graciousness and faithfulness would sustain him. That God would respond in mercy if David would be honest and say, Lord, I've sinned against you. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. And he granted that forgiveness. And a man whose life could have been ruined and whose reputation had been so tarnished when God restored David's soul, he went on to be a great king in Israel, threatened with death and destruction by Absalom, his son, and an army of his own countrymen, threatened with total defeat of character and and uh, of anyone's respect when he sinned, the sin that he sinned, and yet he became a great king in Israel. And to honor Jesus before they knew Him as God incarnate, before they knew Him uh, as the great Messiah, they recognized Him as coming through the lineage of a king that found victory in, in God because of God's mercy and grace and God's faithfulness. And they called Jesus to respect and honor Him, Son of David. Hallelujah. Praise God when in reality he was the very son of God. And later on they saw that. But until they did, they knew his lineage. His lineage goes back to a king that God anointed, God appointed, that almost lost it all, but was restored by the goodness and the grace and the faithfulness of his God. And today, that same God is the God that we are serving. And if David could find grace in the eyes of the Lord, and David could find deliverance from enemies so intent on his destruction, and God's faithfulness would show up when David repented and returned to God, God returned to David, and God restored the kingdom to David. And he restored respect for the king. And he let him live out his day. Oh, there were consequences to his sin. Yes, they were. But God kept loving him. And God continued to help him when he cried out for that help. And David kept acknowledging, Lord, Lord, have mercy on me. Because you know that I am but dust. So, friend of mine, I want you to know today, God knows your weakness. God knows your vulnerability. And God knows how to deliver the righteous. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 says it very, very clearly. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust to the day of judgment to be punished. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly 
out of temptations. You may not know how to get out of that seeming prison that you're in. But there is a God and there is a Savior, Jesus Christ, who knows how. Friend of mine, He knows exactly what you need in your life right now. He knows how to deliver you, to set you free, and to sanctify you, spirit, soul, and body, to make you His, hallelujah, and cleanse you and set you apart for a holy purpose from this day forward. So today, today, friend, is the day that I know God is speaking to somebody in this listening audience. Without a doubt, I know God is speaking to someone in this audience. You say, preacher, how do you know? I know because His Word declares it. I know because this is the kind of God that we serve. I know that He will leave the ninety and nine safe in the fold as it is written. And He will search for the one that is missing. And He will not quit searching until He find it. That is the faithfulness of God. All of us who are saved today are saved because God is faithful. And all of us that have victory today have that victory because God is faithful. Hallelujah. So today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, come to the faithful one who said, if you will repent of your sin and you will trust Christ, He will forgive you. He will abundantly pardon. And then He will restore what sin and Satan has taken from you. Oh, friend of mine, come to Christ today. And if you're a Christian today, look up. Put your trust in His faithfulness. He will not fail you. Well, our time is gone. Would you come back next week? And let's talk about Jesus.